Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose, Arako Sita Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Harley. Support Luke. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Call on Luke Owen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Hello and welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. I'm Elf Fagador Laurie Blake, and I am joined. Really, rather excitingly, by SoCal Val. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Why am I more nervous for this part than I am yeah, I know, the on camera stuff? Like, we've I don't know. the on camera bit, so we've actually. Yeah. You know, this is a fake out. We're now just doing a second round of talking. El fake out. We had a little uh, date last night. Too, we did indeed, yes. We went to see Le Mans 66 or yeah. Ford versus Ferrari, as it's called in America. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can hear our review of that over on Screen Stalker. We might put it out as a podcast special as well. Mm. But check out the YouTube video, which is should be up by the time this goes out. It was so good. Any luck. I what actually really film. enjoyed the film. Yeah. We had talked about it before that you, uh, you and I are not super, super into racing. But it's just a movie that's, like you said, it's a blockbuster. Like, it's mm. just, you have to see it. I think with a movie that has that much money behind it and names like Matt Damon and Christian Bale, like, you're not going to go wrong. Yeah. You're just not. I love the, the the car scenes are so good in it. Yeah, like I was really like, oh, I don't even, I can't even drive. I, I literally, was like, God, I wish I could do anything. like Yeah, that. do not drive. See, I don't no. drive here in the UK yet. I drive no. back home. Yeah, and I'm I'm a very nervous driver. So me of all people, seeing all these crashes and crazy things was a little scary. I literally was like biting my nail. I don't even do that in some of those car scenes. That's how exciting they were. Mm. Yeah, it got a little scary there for a little Harry. Mm. Harry scary. What would be your dream car? Ooh. Well, I think you can tell a lot about a person. Well, wrestling story involved kind of there. Oh, cool. So, so my uh, my first car, I think my mom probably either bought or you know, like your parents usually help you with that kind of thing. But the second one I bought was like my car, like I paid it off. It was like my you know, very special car, and it was a uh, blue convertible, mm-hmm. which I don't really like blue, but it was just it, I was like, ah, eh, whatever. So, it looked like a Barbie car. It may or may not have had a SoCal Val license plate. And I picked up, I remember I picked up Jay Lethal and Sanjay from the airport once. And I had never worn, I bought these leather pants and I wore them. Plus I had my new car and I picked them up and I'll never forget their faces. They were like, did you win the lottery? Like, what is this? You're wearing <laughs> leather pants and you have a convertible. Who are you? It was so funny. And, uh, and funnily enough, I was talking to Jay Lethal not that long ago and he was looking for a car and he was like, well, I can buy your car. What you, you know, maybe I'll just buy your old car. And I was like, do you want to drive around town with the SoCal Val license plate? And he was like, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my first car was was a big deal. It was like, you know, it's your baby. It's you, yeah. you pay off. Um, over here, I'm going to be real honest with you just because it's only you and I talking, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else There's is no going to keep this hear. secret. All the cars look very small to me over here oh. because I'm used to American big cars. So, I find them terrifying when I've been to yeah, the size of your car. Yeah, my, my the convertible was like you would. It's it's like a boat. It's way too long. <laughs> it's and, a boat. And, yeah, it looks like a damn boat. And um, here's my yeah, spaceship. Yeah, it was yeah. it's it was too bulky. But over here, I think they're kind of cuter because they're a little more compact. Um, everything's kind of different. Like even like Coke bottles are like they're taller as opposed to being fatter. 
Yeah. Because they can fit in refrigerators. Everything's kind of built up here as opposed to out. Does that make sense for space? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I started noticing this when I moved over here. Anywho, um, so over here, I've never had an SUV. I think maybe like that's a very nice, classy 30-year-old ladies car. I mean, yeah, 33. Like a but Land Rover. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really, I don't really care about brands. I like when they have the big logos. You can tell it's an expensive car because I'm pretentious in that way. Yeah, we, but I mean, you could, <laughs> just, you could just get one of these like trophies that we've got these little Yeah, storage. You could stick that to the front yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll put like, I'll put a WrestleMania And you can put your own face logo. in it. So you can not only have a SoCal Val license Perfect. plate, you could have a SoCal Val like emblem. Yeah. I, there's, there's there was a, cars have you ever I thought see... about starting your own car company like Ferrari did? Mm. Oh, no. Hell no. no. Yeah. no. Or like I... Shelby. And... Now, having my own wine, that's on the bucket list. Oh, yeah? Because I, I might not know about cars or like certain things, certain sports. My wine? I know my wine. Wine yeah. would be a cool, like, just sort of a bucket list thing you'd want to make one day. Because even some of the wrestlers are now doing it. Like, Cody Rhodes has his own wine. Does he? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's crazy. Even um, Picard, um, Patrick Stewart has his own Cote wine. Cote de Rhodes. It should, it should be. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. But yeah, um, for, but yeah, for a car over here, I'd have to really look because it just has to be something cute, girly, nothing too sporty, nothing too low. Yeah. Girls hate low cars. Boys always go, oh, I got this cool car and I'm going to pick a girl up in it. And I'm like, well, she's going to be in a skirt and she's going to hate it. So any men that are out there thinking that they want to buy these cool sports think cars. About, think about if you were a celebrity and if the Daily Mail were going to be waiting for you to turn up to an event. Oh, my God. Oh, something that's... ridiculous? Oh, the Cruella de Vil car, the, um, oh. the Rolls Royce, right? Mm. Yeah, the black and white. So mm -hmm. I've always just wanted a, 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 a Mini. A little mini? I just, I don't know. I don't. It's just always been in my head. I just like, I just really want a mini. I know a wrestler that has a mini, yeah. and I will tell you later who this oh, is. That, okay. that you do not think they would ever have a mini. Oh I, well, I want to get to that as quickly oh, as possible. No, is <laughs> that, that, that would be oh. that would be way cute. Yeah. Well, uh, the, I need to find that out. That information as, <laughs> as possible. So let's get into the main portion oh, no. of the show where we're talking about whether or not Jeff Hardy is done with WWE oh. and some general updates on his status. There mm. is the show. First, we're going to discuss the talking point of the day, which yes. is a bit of news related to Jeff Hardy's uh, contract and general personal life and how that affects his role within WWE. Because there's been some news from Fightful Select uh, that we'll get into. And I think it's an interesting question to talk about because, for one, they've not been using Matt Hardy in WWE while Jeff has been out injured and recovering from knee surgery. Um, and Matt's contract is coming up in March next year, as far as we know. So if he leaves WWE, Jeff is on an extension because he's been injured. Uh, and they could freeze his contract now because of things we'll get into in a second. So will they use Jeff Hardy without Matt Hardy? More likely to, I think. I think they were, yeah, I think they would use Jeff Hardy without Matt Hardy. And I think they work beautifully separately and together. But it, it is interesting that if Matt Hardy's contract is up, the thing is, this is 2019, y'all. You know, it's not like 98 or 2003. Well, I guess I don't know. I'm using random years, let's be honest. But the point is, it's 2019. And if you're not with the WWE, guess what? There's a whole plethora of options you could go to. We could see them on AEW. We could see them on NWA Power. Power with three R's. That would be phenomenal to see Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy in like retro gay. Oh, my God. Would be, would be amazing. amazing. But, but the, the point, point is, is if, if they're, they're not, not going to be with WWE, WWE there's all kinds of places they could go. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they come, come to my house, we can hang out, watch old wrestling <laughs> tapes, and they can <laughs> show me some moves. Some sweet. That, that one. That's my, my favorite one. one. Yeah. Um, so cool. like, it, it's <laughs> been a pretty like turbulent year for Jeff yeah. overall. He's, he's been, been He's been out injured with a knee injury. He's had sur he had surgery back in May. There was an angle where they were the tag, they were the tag champions. Last Sullivan attacked. They had to relinquish the titles. Jeff then went away and had surgery. Um, he's, he's then had multiple uh, run-ins with the law. Mm. He's uh, currently scheduled to have a court date in December for a DUI. Isn't it so creepy that everyone knows this information? How weird, right? I know. It's almost yeah, as if like, 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 there's whole YouTube channels dedicated to this. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but then, so news came out according to Fightful Select that despite being expected back in November from recovering from his uh, knee surgery, mm. Jeff Hardy is not listed for a return as he's taking care of his personal issues. So that means that WWE currently, as it stands, have, they have no plans for Jeff Hardy going forward. Which is a huge mistake. Yeah. Huge, it's like Pretty Woman. Big mistake, huge. 
Good luck trying to get on without Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is the most charismatic superstar of all time. Jeff Hardy can do no wrong in the eyes of the wrestling fans, including myself. You're just, I mean, you might as well, everyone should just pack up and go home. You're done. Goodbye. I mean, it's it's, an, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of sad news to say there's no plans for him currently. But it's a good thing in the sense that if he if he needs to be away dealing with personal issues, right? And maybe he does need some time. You know, it, like we said about the about that magical thing called the internet. Every misstep is just totally blown out of proportion, and people just make these assumptions about whatever they see. Right? But, but they do. You know, the thing is, and that's how it is with every sort of celebrity. You know, somebody gets pulled over, or something happens in a fight, or whatever, and it's just public knowledge. And not only that, but people expound upon that little bit of information and just assume that oh, someone's gone off the rails if it's crazy. We don't know what's going on we do that there's some there's some issues that have happened and like you said maybe he needs to take the time to get those issues sorted maybe you know it's all legal stuff um and for that reason he probably doesn't even want to be around wwe at that time he needs to sort his own stuff out and you know kudos for him to him for doing that so i think wwe has been very understanding with all of their superstars having uh different issues here and there and i will say with that they've always been really cool and understanding and giving people second third fourth chances so uh for that reason yeah maybe he does need to take some time but if if there's no plans and they don't think there's going to be any plans in the future again good luck because like i said what was wrong there's nobody like jeff hardy echo oh Oh. Thanks for bearing with us, Who's guys. Who's Echo? Is he a new independent wrestler? <laughs> no, Does creative have anything Echo's for him? Echo's a new character in Overwatch. Oh. Uh, oh. So the, the only, I think the only thing with like Jeff taking a bit of time out um, to deal with these personal issues is that like he already had a slight contract extension because of his injury. Yes. Matt didn't get a contract extension because they can't extend his contract because he's not injured. They've just chosen not to use him yeah. on the screen or yeah. in the ring. Um, so Matt, apparently his contract is up in March. So before even WrestleMania 36, Matt could be gone from WWE. Yeah, Matt's crazy. been teasing a return to the broken Matt Hardy gimmick on these three the uh, free the delete videos he's doing where he's like training his kids as like the baby Hardy boys. Yeah. Um, and it's quite fun, but he was like doing a whole thing where he's looking in the mirror and he's seeing broken Matt Hardy looking back at him, and it's definitely broken Matt Hardy and not woken Matt Hardy. The yes, WWE version. which is quite the difference because he can't be the broken Matt Hardy. Oh, as far as we know, unless yeah. WWE have thawed on the idea of like you can do mm. your own gimmick within WWE. That doesn't sound correct. <laughs> it doesn't sound, no, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, sounds like a big global brand would go. No, we don't own that. So bye bye. But that means that Matt could be out in March. Yep. Jeff, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Like, you imagine it's at least until the court stuff is settled. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he comes back in December. Maybe he doesn't come back for a while because they, they you know, maybe it's not just dealing with the personal issues of we've got to deal with the DUI sure. and the court date. We've got to deal with actually getting you, like, cleaned up or whatever it is sure. that needs to happen. And again, we don't know. We, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But, like, if that if that all goes ahead and Matt leaves, Jeff definitely is much more of a single star. But are they going to use Jeff in a singles capacity and is he going to want to work in a company without Matt I, th- I think he would. I mean, I-, I think Jeff Hardy as a singles wrestler is is fantastic. And like I said, he just has such longevity in the business. He has such respect from everybody. But you have to think about – I always kind of think about now having been in it for a, a day or two. I always think, hey, if I were them, what would I want to do? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. All of these guys, to put it very bluntly – they're not going to these different promotions because they need any sort of paycheck. They're going to these promotions because they have, maybe they have unfinished business. They never had a singles run like they wanted to. There's certain titles they want to get. They think it's going to be good for their career. They're all businessmen. But there's also the side that goes, what would be the most fun? What's going to work for my family? Mm-hmm. The Hardy Boys are very close with Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, who is an AE dub. So... You got to wonder if it's like, hey, what a cool time to go hang out with their buddy Jericho and start something totally new and have a new clean slate. I think that all of them have a very good relationship with WWE where it wouldn't be like, oh, they did it to spite them. Maybe they want something new and fresh. And yeah. nothing's newer and fresher right now than AEW. Oh, and think of all the matches they could have in AEW, yeah. like against the Young Bucks and the that Lucha never Bros had. Yeah. and yeah. LAX. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be so amazing. And maybe as a wrestler, like I said, unfinished business, there's certain things that they haven't done in their careers. Um, I think there's probably a big safety net feeling of being with WWE. That's where they came from. That's home for them in some ways. But, you know, when they had long careers with Impact Wrestling, they got to wrestle people they never had in the past. And it was sort of seeing a different side to them. So maybe they want to see what that AEW side feels like. Mm. Or the 
the re- they want to don a, a little retro outfit and go on NWA Power and mix it up with guys like Eli Drake and Nick Aldis, that would be amazing too. That'd be a very different style of Hardy Boys. Yeah. Because like, obviously they weren't even like they they obviously Attitude Era wrestlers. Yeah. So they they, they were way they, past. They that. were way past the kind mm-hmm. of the seventies eighties vibe that Power's going for. I'd like to see some more. It'd be cool. Like like less fitting wrestlers for the NWA power style right. like go in there and see what they become over there yeah because you don't want it to be only about the retro style that's kind of mm. what I think is ga- gaining everyone's attention right now like I've seen some of these clips and promos and I'm like oh my gosh this just looks so different than what anyone else is doing but like you said they wouldn't exactly fit into that retro vibe but maybe that would be a cool way to shake it up mm. Mm. so I'll get to the Hardys I'm pretty sure like Matt said a while ago that he wanted to kind of finish out his career in WWE and they mm. moved him back into sort of the backstage role and then there was talk about and then they came back and did in-ring stuff and were tag champions again and then went away again and then now it kind of all seems up in the air as to whether Matt's going to wrestle again but it feels like the broken stuff on his YouTube channel is at least teasing I mean he's in the ring yeah and I just I don't know whether that's like I'm going to come back and be a wrestler again mm. or whether that that is him sort of just having fun and in his spare, cool? like he's got a lot of time off because yeah. he's not really doing anything. He's got the whole compound, the Hardy yeah. compound to play with. It's, it's like having your own film studio. That's what they've turned it into. And there's nothing more quintessential Matt Hardy than having the fans go, "Will he or won't he? Is he going to wrestle? Is he not going to wrestle?" He's always from before when social media wasn't even a thing. The Hardys have always been amazing about having websites. Actually, one of my best friends, weirdly enough, when I started to watch wrestling, made some of the earliest Hardy fan fiction kind of well, not fan fiction, but fan sites for and the that Hardy became Boys. The twi- yeah, it did. <laughs> are you team Jacob? Are you team Matt? Are you team Jeff? Yeah. So um, they've been great into social media and Matt's especially loves kind of teasing and pulling the fans in different directions. And I think he's probably doing that purposely. He's kind of wanting people to wonder, where will I end up? Mm. And to be honest, all he's doing is making all the promotions uh, wonder what he's doing as well. And that kind of makes him a hot commodity. Is WWE going to get him? Is AEW going to get him? All I know is we just hope the Hardy Boys, both of them separately and or together, are going to be on screens where we can see them do what they do best. What, so what's your favorite era of Jeff Hardy? What's your favorite All of like, them. as the biggest fan? Oh, my God. What's your, like, standout memory? You know what? I have a VHS tape of uh, Hunter Bear. I loved Triple H as a kid. I say kid. I was, like, 12. And uh, Jeff losing – no, I think Triple H lost the IC title to Jeff. And I remember that being a really, really big match. I remember um, when Jeff and Matt were kind of breaking up and, you know, they had the girls – pulling them in different directions. They had the invasion angle. That was, oh my God. Talk about Val's favorite stuff. The invasion angle when he was with, Jeff Hardy was with Trish and then Matt was with Lita and then those two harlots, Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson in their Victoria's Secret robes started flirting with the boys backstage and then it became a two-on-two cat fight for WrestleMania. That is why I love professional wrestling because it's stuff like that. There's a love storyline. There's romance involved. There's cat fights. There's oh, he took my man and yeah, yeah. And they're doing a lot less of that now. I know. So Everyone's serious. Oh, I'm a you, female you, wrestler and I'm so serious. Are Girl. you on the Are you on the Bobby Lashley train with Lana and Rusev? I, you and know, the, the, I almost posted something about that because I was like, "What are they doing? What is this?" And I don't. I, Lana's lovely. I've met her a few times. Bobby B Lash, buddy of mine, he is lovely. But I thought, what are they doing? And then I was almost going to post something a little salty, like, "What is this?" And then I remembered a certain storyline with myself and Sanjay Dutt in a bed. <laughs> and I almost posted the photo of them in bed and then me and Sanjay in bed. And I thought, before you th- start throwing stones, they're yeah, about... Yeah. Kids in glass houses. Yeah. Or bedrooms. In glass with, beds, with, yeah. With naked men. <laughs> so, girl, get yours. Have fun. Be safe. <laughs> Champagne helps. <laughs> I mean, at least it's brought it back to the TV. You know, you're well, not, yeah. You're not having to go to Real Housewives and all the things you were talking about. And that's what I still watch is I love the, the intrigue. And, and when I was watching wrestling, I loved, the obviously, the Triple H, Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon storyline, the love mm-hmm. triangle. And I could not believe I was so lucky later. Kurt was so funny. Oh, my God. Amazing. And whatever happened in that hotel room? Mm-hmm. What, what was the number? Somebody in the chat would know. Um, I never asked Kurt that. I wanted to ask him. I never had the courage to say, so what really happened? in that hotel room, Mr. Angle. Um, and then remember, Trish got involved. I loved the soap opera aspect of it. And to be honest, that's what's really lacking these days. Mm. And I wish that there were more storylines like that. Mm. It got me going. I'm telling you, girls that are young, they don't think they're going to like wrestling. Their brothers watch it, blah, blah. That's what'll get them. You know why, how I know that? Because validation, people love Total Divas. 
Validation. Validation. Val- According to my validation. <laughs> yeah. People are loving wrestling because of Total Divas. Women are loving it because of Total Divas. And that's what's getting the female audience involved is because there is a little bit of cattiness between the women and, and who's dating who and things like that. It's weird that those storylines don't play out on screen, I guess. We've gotten completely off the Jeff we Hardy. Have, we are so you're, far away but you're from Jeff right. Hardy and it's his very actual dramas. Yeah. That's that's a soap opera in itself. Yeah, oh, that's he a, always keeps us excited. That's what's keeping us in there. The, yeah, the Wrestle Talk crew being like, "What's happening with Jeff in real life?" Have you heard about Jeff? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now it's time for some crap gimmicks. Crap? Do you know the point of crap gimmicks, Val? Um, You've explained it a bit, but I'd like a rundown. For those who don't know what crap gimmicks is, crap gimmicks is a special roster within WrestleTalk. It's our own promotion in which we, uh, the SWAF Nation, send in their own submissions for wrestlers and gimmicks and movesets. And the idea is... The sillier the better? As bad as possible. (laughs) And then we get to decide whether we sign them to the crap gimmick roster. Okay. I think this is something the patrons can do. Uh, so, Ooh, hi is, to our Patreons, by yeah, the way. So, I don't know whether these are the ones Chopper was talking earlier about. Okay. Uh, Ollie tried to do this show two weeks ago mm. or last week with uh, Matt Taven and Dalton Castle. <gasps> Um, oh my god, I love Dalton Castle. Who are lovely men, but they derailed the show, to say the least. That sounds um, about right. And dismissed most of the crap gimmicks out of hand. Mm. And then I think they signed the person who'd written one. So we now oh. have, we actually now, to our crap gimmick roster now just has a, a regular person in it. Just a, a civ, like, civilian? Yeah, just a, just a civvy, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a Jinder Mahal reference. If you're watching Jinder, hi. That one's so, for you. A civ. 
<laughs> so this one is from Chancellor Moore. He says, hello, Luke, Chopper, Ollie, Randy, and El Fagador. And I'm going to add SoCalBow in there. Chopper, the morning to you. Long-time listener. And when I can afford it, I will become a pledgehammer. My Yay. submission for CG Dub is Chance, the closer, the rave version of The Fiend. Maybe it might be closer than closer. Chance is a struggling EDM SoundCloud DJ who will do whatever it takes to make an impact and close the show. Here's the closer. Mm. He chooses his targets based on their social media following and attacks them in order to boost his own follow count. Whoever he thinks the crowd would like him to attack more, he goes after. When two wrestlers are in the ring, the lights suddenly begin to shut down a la The Fiend. Once the arena is pitch black, You hear the build of a song and lasers begin to bathe the audience. Then right at the apex of the music, colourful rave-like lights focus on chants in the middle of the ring with his victim in position for him to perform his finisher, Drop the Bass, a face-buster powerbomb. Ooh! which is kind of like a last ride mixed with an X Factor, is the description we've been given. Mm. As Chance's popularity grows, so does his following. He slowly turns other wrestlers to the rave lifestyle and becomes the leader of a faction dubbed the Music Mafia, who are all constantly posting on Instagram and Twitter in an attempt to build their following and sell their music slash merch. His other finishes include Ride the Rail, The Undertaker's Old School but with an added headbutt, and The Candy Flip, a top rope moonsault. I'm assuming these are... uh, EDM references that I don't Candy get. Flip, yeah. uh, thank you for all that you do. Your content keeps me sane and you are all constant inspirations to people making money by doing what they love. Hashtag impeach Vince. Hashtag fix the fiend. Wow. Mm. That's very well written. There's a chance this could work. Yeah. What's your, what, what would you do for an EDM musician <laughs> gimmick? I don't know. No, I just love that he called it the candy flip. Again, I think that's a reference that we're not really f- totally getting. Um, wh- why, why the, why the Undertaker old school move with it? But that's, I feel a lot that's of it, super random. So much of it seems inspired by the Undertaker. It's yeah, like, it's the rave just, okay. It's the Undertaker. It's meant to be Allah the Fiend, but it's all rave Undertaker based. Stuff. What if, what if he's been the Undertaker the whole time? What I mean, what if he has? You never know. Swerve. Um, I like it. I, I love the American. He, Base ass. Base ass. Bad, bad, bad base. base. Yeah. I got where you were going with there. Yeah. Um, I like the, the, how well written it was. I like the lasers bathing the audience. I think the entrance is cool. Yeah, I, I love really, the drop I the base. I can really picture that. It's like, no, I can. <laughs> legit. It's very cool. Because some wrestlers have kind of done like a musical sort of thing, and it hasn't really ever worked that well. I, I like that it's, um, you know, it's, it's what we love in wrestling. It sounds like pyro and laser and like a lot of pomp and circumstance and drop the bass in a spotlight um i like that part of it the music mafia i don't know who we would put in there i mean mm. those wrestlers Danell. no way could he jose. put like elias in there he's no a way jose, singer. elias yeah so we've got a singer and a dancer yeah who else i don't know who else? who goes in the band oh the three-man you, band you just get the whole of three-man band back they're together. back yeah well, see, there you go. No offense, that didn't really work, did it? So, like, that's that's tough to have a music gimmick. Well, maybe maybe now's its time. Maybe all they needed was a, a proper leader. All he needs they is need a chance. They need to become a four-man band. Uh, so this next one's from Mike Plowman. <laughs> Uh, it seem, says, hello team. My submission that I hope you don't give up on is a lady wrestler named Penelope Pencher. Her friends, call, her friends just call her Penny. Uh, maybe it's Penelope Pincher. Maybe it's Penny Pincher. Oh. Uh, she's notor- yeah, she's notorious for cheap pops and stolen victories, always looking for the easy way out while bargaining her way out of trouble. <laughs> she's quick to offer help to drive other wrestlers from show to show in her vintage VW van, but they have to pay for gas and food. Her entrance music is Madonna's Material Girl. She tries to get whatever snacks she can from fans at ringside, often resorting to a coupon given that reads, buy one, get one for me. Her move will get- <laughs> her moveset will change from opponent to opponent and she works to use the moves of those who have defeated her foes before she does this by finding places with public wi-fi so she can watch youtube (laughs) matches of her upcoming opponents still she has an impact finisher of a kick to the head with a boot uh with each boot called the b-o-g-o and uses the boston crab she calls the kick to the head oh sorry and uses a boston crab she calls the half off half off whale Mm. oh okay uh, her favorite matches to wrestle in are multi-person matches where she can wait for the right moment to seal the deal. Catchphrases include penny saves and pounds foolish. I come through in a pinch. Have I got a deal for you? Thank you for all you. Thank you for all the joy you've given this wrestling fan. I'm all in with Wrestle Talk. Oh, that's cute. I really like that I can that see this. I can, I'm Penelope penny Pincher, Pincher, and have I got a deal for you? I like I think it. She could work. I want to be her, her tag team partner, Frugal Fanny. 
Yeah, I think she'd. I think she'd sort of fall in line through. <laughs> That's my new fall, name. She'd fall in line with like uh, Sasha Banks and be following her around trying to get hold of some because she has money. Some of those bank statements. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I love it. I can see that. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, and it's it's very on point. It's very relatable. Everyone loves a bargain. Mm. That could be another catchphrase ever. You know, hey. everybody loves a bargain. Or I'll save it for Fanny, which so, does not mean the same thing over here that it does in the states. So maybe maybe she's frugal, Francesca. Frugal Fanny. Fanny. Yeah. Frugal Franny. Your Fanny's your ass in America, is it? Or is it? Yeah. We don't use it very fanny. much. We don't use it very much. Yeah. Like, we use Fanny. Well, like a Fanny pack. We use Fanny a lot. But that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I've, I've heard. But Fanny pack, like, it doesn't make sense. It's not nowhere near your bum. It's like you're, it's it's just hanging out. You wear it on the front. Mm-hmm. You know, which just might be why it's called bum, the Fanny pack. They were called bag. bum bags over here. Yeah, so. which is weird because no one wears it on their bum. I think they used to. Oh, maybe maybe wrestlers came along and they were like, "Brother, check this out." Yeah, you gotta wear it on the front. Yeah, sounds like something like. Do you want to buy an eight by ten? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's Virgil. Yeah. Virgil came up with that phrase then. <laughs> so the this last bag. one is from Marcel Jury. He says, uh, "Oh, it sounds starts quite dramatically. Steam, colorful blinking lights, some weird engines are heavily working. Everything we see is recorded to have a camcorder like look." From out of the frame, a small Japanese person who looks like he is in Asian cosplay of Albert Einstein jumps into the picture and yells something that he is very excited about. Sadly, it's Japanese. It takes a moment for the subtitles to follow, but they translate. I did it! I managed to channel, I managed to channel the biggest force of the 21st century. The internet! The memes! <laughs> and now... Now he is alive. I may have given him a body, but the collective minds of the 40% of the world's population who are using the internet helped to create his fighting spirit. Dear world, I give to you, Sir Trollalalalalal. Who? Out of a foggy, steaming pod steps a luchador with a smirking troll meme mask. I hope you know the meme. I think most people do. Troll meme. Sir Trollalol is the living meme. He exists on both planes, mm. the wrestling world and the virtual reality, which is kayfabe. He is basically a comedy wrestler who does a lot of trolling in the ring and uses the character traits of his opponents against him. For example, he could lure the Beastmaster with dog biscuits. Mm. In the end, he will be defeated for others to get the push. In the end, he'll be defeated for others to get the push they deserve, but not without giving them a hard time as they have to overcome his tricks and their own weaknesses with their wits and in the process grow as a competitor. His theme would be Nyan Cat or the Trollolol tune oh. or anything that is viral right now. Maybe Toto Africa since it's everywhere. Mm. His wrestling shorts have words like wow, much skill, very fast and such moves. As a such, sort of such moves. Such moves, much wow, very very doge. Uh, printed in Comic Sans on them as his finishing move Comic is the sense. going viral that is a springboard DDT. But since he loses most of the time, he won't use it all that much. Mm. That sounds like a very giving wrestler. He's going to put other guys over. Yeah. He's socially relevant because he's all about memes and interwebs. Heck of an entrance. Heck of an entrance. Is that a one-time deal? Is that like every single time? I think that's to be every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think. What was your you fa- sign What was your favorite of all of the whole lot? Uh, that, that's I don't know. They're so well written, but I kind of like Penelope Pincher. You're you're in a pen. I see. I'm torn between Penny Pincher and. Uh, they're all good. Whatever his name is, Luchador, the troll, trollolol, trollolol. So, trollolol. I I think as if if I was was booking the the federation. You'd want a guy like that that would put your other guys over. He doesn't need to be, you know, the top guy. He's just the guy they have to get through first. Mm. So from a business standpoint, you know, Penny, need- Penny Pincher might be like asking for per diem all the time and stuff if we book her, you yeah. know, because she's pinching those pennies. I'd quite like to see uh, Sir Trollolol made in the crap gimmick roster because they're getting all made in WWE 2K20. Yeah. So I that could, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you could definitely design him to look But really I'm going to leave cool. the choice to you. I think we should definitely one of them get, deserves to get Only signed. Only one? You can sign both. I mean, it's, it's your rodeo, Val. You want to sign both of them? You can sign both of them. I kind of want to play as Penny Pincher, but I think you should definitely sign Trollolol. Okay, so we're going to sign Sir Trollolol. He's signed, yes. On it. We can do a contract signing that's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah, and I'll, put, they you, always and I'll do. put you through this table. Yeah, yeah. that's how okay. it would go. Cool. Yeah.
Now on to the mailbag part of the show. Mailbag! Uh, You've got mail. Get any super chats in that you want answered uh, later on, because after we do the mailbag, we will be going through super chats. Yeah. Uh, So we've had some lovely correspondence in, which I haven't read ahead of time, so God knows what's written in there. It could be from anyone. My uh, this is from Callum. He says, hey, Russell Talk team. I've been thinking about the dream matches we can have at Survivor Series, such as Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole, baby. Mm. Had that one. Or, did we have that one already? No, there was a suggestion of that one. Yeah. Uh, we did have what it. What a match. Yeah. yeah, we did have it. Seth yeah. Adam Cole was on Raw. yeah, that was on Raw. I just, I think my brain's, my brain is fried this week. That's a, uh, I would like that's to a handsome match. You guys, what dream match do you want to see at Survivor Series? Thank you, Wrestle Talk team, for helping my life out with podcasts. That's really nice. So there's some really good matches already. So Survivor Series this year is Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. So there is a lot of, a lot of verses. fun to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I would really just like the mid card match. I'd love to see uh, AJ Shinsuke and Roderick Strong just have a match. I don't know if there's like sort of. Um, so you want one from each? To, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the so whole, you take that's one the from whole each. Survivors. Well, you could, I yeah. mean, you could take you could take two. Yep, but I think three way is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Roderick Shinsuke. Hey, hey, you heard it here first. There's a there's a Russell Talk exclusive. No, um, I yeah. You, Sanjay. <laughs> and Jay Lethal. That's already ha- that's old news by now. Um, no, uh, that would be amazing. Roderick versus Shinsuke versus AJ. Oh my gosh, imagine the technicality of that match. Mm. Um, see, I was gonna go Blackman Jerry Lynn, but I, I forget that it's 2000. <laughs> <laughs> you keep forgetting the years. He but. said dream match. Someone with Jeff. Jeff Hardy versus. Triple H versus Edge. Oh, Jeff Hardy, Ricochet. But from all different eras. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I want people across like... I want Denim and Leather Triple H to fight... Uh, denim and Denim Undertaker. Yeah. Versus. Yeah, that's always Denim and, de- denim and Leather. Denim and Denim. Um, versus uh, Jeff Hardy like around like 2001, classic Jeff Hardy. And then like maybe Brood Edge. Mm. It's not gonna happen. Retro brew. Maybe we'll edge. just win the lottery and we'll just make them dance for us like monkeys. And like you're gonna be this, and you're gonna put those old trunks on, and this yeah, is what well, you have we to can, do. We can try and work our way up to become the Saudi prince. Yeah, and we can own dance our own monkeys, shows and dance. Do whatever we want. Yeah, it's fine. but no women. Careful. <laughs> Wait, some women now. Some, if you wear Carefully a t-shirt, vetted women. Val. Carefully t-shirted women. What on earth was that? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on with the show. Craig, tell what the hell? Guys. Hello, guys. New Pledgehammer here. Been following the channel for years and love all the content you guys put out. When ah. I was 15, I met The Rock in person and asked him to sign my shirt for me. I was so excited to show all my friends the next day when we got home from school and couldn't find the shirt anywhere. <gasps> Turns out my mother washed it and the signature washed away i hope he ran away. i was devastated has anything like this ever happened to you i hope he ran away from home and is just yeah still mad he sounds he sounds already mad about it i mean he sounds pissed (laughs) Uh, um i i've never got anything signed i don't think oh you haven't me either i don't think i've ever you definitely i've never stood outside in the rain waiting for autographs when i was 14. who well, now we're talking about it. Have Who? I not told you this story? No, go on. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's, we're talking about Jeff Hardy in this episode. Okay, so I loved all of them, right? And I had a little autograph book, and all the wrestlers were coming in from the TD Waterhouse in Orlando, Florida. Now it's the Amway Center. And I got Spike Dudley's autograph. You can have it for a very fair price if yeah. you're interested. Oh, I'm, I am interested. Okay. Um, I got a You've bunch of those autographs. you boys kind of look I do, okay. So then, So then um, myself and this other uh, girl. No lenses in that. Uh, Shh, they don't know that. <laughs> That's why I keep doing this. No, um, so myself and this other girl, she was about 14 as well. We loved, I mean, hello, we loved Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy's walking. Oh, my God. And uh, Matt Hardy signed it. And Jericho walked in. And he had, like, everyone else was kind of, like, uh, dressed more like a sieve, like a real person. I was like, this is crap. Even some of the girls, Stacey Keebler, were wearing, like, workout gear. I was like, That's the diva I've been looking up to. What the hell? So this is why I dress the way she I do, by the way. to wear her comforts. It's terrible. She's this is why the fight. dress code should have been enforced. No offense, but I was really, honestly, I was just, I love clothes. I love the girls being girly. She did not look like the Stacey Keebler that I knew. Jericho, however, oh, no, not Mr. Jericho. I've told him this story, too. He came in. It's, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe 1 o'clock. Uh, bright cherry red patent leather pants, sparkly belt, sparkly button-up shirt, undone, blowing in the wind with his hair blowing in the wind. Just walking with the suitcases like this. Like a damn star. He's a rock star. I know, but like you won't catch him not looking like a rock star, which is the coolest thing. So, fast forward. It's because he's le champion. He's le champion, a little bit of bubble. <laughs> so, Jeff Hardy comes in, and uh, we're like, oh, dear God. 
And he said, so it's, it's starting to rain a little bit. Mm. So he sees us with the autographs and he says to all the fans waiting and he goes, uh, hey, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You know, give me a couple minutes. We're like, okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> starts to rain a little more. Uh. No Jeff Hardy. Starts to rain. Hour and a half, two hours goes by. <sighs> Nothing. Right back, Jeff. Never came back out. Did he not? No. Oh, Fast man. forward about 12 years later, we're having drinks at the hotel. And I said, dude, I got to tell you something. And I told him the whole story. And I was like, I went. It was starting to rain. I waited in the rain. He was like, with his accent, oh, my God, I feel so bad. I'm never going to do that again. And I was like, dude, you broke so many hearts that day. So I, I didn't want to make him feel bad. He felt really devastated because he's a nice dude. But it just shows that, like. Did you pour your drink on him? Just be like, this is what <laughs> it was what? like. <laughs> the rain felt like this. <laughs> so I told him, honestly, he's the nicest guy. He was legit like, I feel really bad. I was like, well, don't. I said, but I'm telling you, I tell people these stories because it's like, you never know when you're going to see someone that, like, oh, can I have a picture? And what if you're having a bad day or whatever? No, you go, you sign. Yeah. At least you're nice. But he was nice about it. He just never came back. you never back. know when 12 years later, they track you down at the place you work to come and tell you. Yeah. I mean, I was legally person. contracted to be there too. Yeah, but even yeah, if I wasn't, yeah, yeah, whatever. that restraining order didn't go we, into effect until the next year. <laughs> we know that this was your master plan to get your yeah. comeuppance. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. And I, yeah. I was like, yeah. So that did happen to me. But um, I do have a lot of signatures on t-shirts. I've never washed the t-shirts. I have a giant cardboard cutout of Kurt Angle that was too scary when it was standing up, so I cut him, and now he's kind of a floating torso. But it still says to my sweetheart, Val, love Kurt Angle. Aww. And I'll keep it forever because I love him. Here's one from the guy that wants to deport. He says, is the only reason The Fiend is the top guy on SmackDown is because Brock Lesnar doesn't want to work Fridays. That is highly likely. He doesn't work at Fridays, does no, he? He? Does, he? He doesn't want to work any day. At Fridays? Week, from on at, on at, Friday. at TGI Fridays. Oh, my God, I thought he worked at Fridays. Imagine now. Brock Lesnar with little bits of... Hello! <laughs> Are these your mozzarella sticks? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't want to work on Friday. How does this guy know he doesn't want to work on Friday? Well, no, because Brock Lesnar's uh, gone to Raw now. He quit SmackDown, gone to Raw. Oh. So chances are he doesn't want to work Fridays. He likes his weekends, Brock. And what what do you think Brock Lesnar does on a weekend? Not a lot. Barbecues? Like, I, don't think, I can't picture him doing anything normal. I think he eats a lot of protein. So I think barbecue he, like, could be on the list. Yeah, I think he, like, throws people around for fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i just have a little bit of an issue when people are like oh so-and-so doesn't want to work this day or they you don't know what's going on bro maybe friday's a local holiday and wherever he's from look at me defending brock Lesnar, yeah. getting mad about the it. man who didn't show up for most of last year yeah well he was to busy the, to the point to the he has like the, three kids much to the detriment of the company yeah uh, joe madalina says what's up wrestle talk just wanted to join in the conversation for the aew show my 10 year old son loved kenny's entrance and he doesn't even like wrestling sans has just been named the new character for super smash bros so he is everywhere in gaming media atm maybe it's a bit more known uh to you then than you originally thought fun fact undertale was number one on kenny's top 10 games for 2018 also can you please ask ollie why a man's mustache looks so so attractive on uh, to other men raised eyebrow emoji personally facial hair is a major turnoff for me i just don't get it so this is all about a uh, kenny omega halloween entrance <laughs> this is definitely like a pete thing uh this is do you want to get in here and, i mean what? wow the the undertale entrance yeah yeah it was awesome yeah i don't i think ollie didn't get it yeah because he doesn't know what undertale is yeah i thought it was cool undertale's one of my favorite games of all time I was popping out my chair. I was marking out. Mm. There you go. So some people did mark out, including... Chopper Whopper Pete. Uh, why? He just called you. I guess like, we can't ask Ollie because Ollie's in Amsterdam uh, seeing all sorts of... Let's speak for him. All, seeing, seeing all sorts of body hair. Um, He's such a Brock Lesnar. He's off on the weekend just I having know. fun. He doesn't want to work Friday. Yeah. Though. Ollie's so... Just start calling him Brock. Hey, Lesnar. I mean, people already do call him the Brock Lesnar yeah. of WrestleTalk. So really? There we go. <laughs> uh, why is moustache, why are men's moustaches so attractive to other men? I think because it to is other such men. a brave and bold choice. That's why. Okay. I think I respect, I respect the cojones of someone who wants to shave in a moustache because I wouldn't shave my beard. So that he's saying that mustaches are attractive, or when you don't have a mustache, is attractive. No, so Joe is, Joe is saying that uh, she, uh, I think, I'm guessing Joe's a woman. I uh, thought it was a dude. That's why I thought that was so funny, that he's like, men like men's mustaches. No, I think I'm, 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 cool. I'm uh, maybe this is me, bit, uh, me, 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 me reading this wrong, but I'm assuming that Joe's a woman saying she doesn't find it attractive. And ask, that's and then you, That's why you would ask why men find it so attractive. It's like the Orlando Bloom theory. Like, Orlando Bloom is only hot as a pirate. Every other film wouldn't touch him. Pirate, yeah. sup? Mother may I, but yeah, 
<laughs> got weird. I meant that's that got, a lot. Let's go. We move meant on. Meant that a lot. Uh, we move on. Reese Degman says, <laughs> "Hello, fellow servants of King Chopper Whopper Pete." Chopper Whopper. You've, you've popped Chopper in the background. You've poppered the Chopper in the background. Uh, with the announcement this week of two War Games matches and that NXT will be involved in Survivor Series, has WWE accidentally found the perfect way to protect the NXT champions whilst having them lose to the main roster champions since they are all scheduled for War Games matches the night before and so will not be as fresh as their opponents in kayfabe either, making them the easy target for the pin or just amazing if they win, I'd assume, maybe Shayna. Just want to get your thoughts, kind regards, Reese Degnan. I think so. I think that's definitely like a. It's definitely a possibility that they'll play up the war games the night mm. before because that, like war games is also take um, NXT's most vicious pay per view. It's like their it's their hell in a cell, their extreme rules yep. combined. I guess so. Yeah, they're all going to turn up battered and bruised at Survivor Series. I don't think they'll play up. Literally have them taped up and stuff on Survivor Series unless they like medically need to. Right. But I think they can definitely use that as a means on commentary to put them over. I think Survivor Series this year is clearly about giving some shine to NXT. So I think there will be some big upset victory from NXT because you want to push people to go watch NXT on mm. USA because that's still losing out to AEW. Much closer this week, but it's still losing out. Is it? Yeah, so they closed the gap. It was like, what was it? Eight? Did you have it in your news today, Chopper? Hmm? Did you have the AEW, the ratings in your news today? Yeah. It was like eight set eight eight hundred and twenty two thousand for AW and eight hundred and thirteen thousand. That's it. So oh, that's yeah, yeah that's so very close. Thousands. Yeah, wow. so it's very it's a very close difference. Um, mm. And so WWE is going to want to push as hard as they can to get people to watch NXT. That's why AJ was there this week, you know. So yeah. that definitely could be a very good way for them to be on the show. It not affect the main roster stuff because Survivor Series really is a main roster pay, main roster. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pay per view about. Um, the Raw and SmackDown rivalry. Two things. Really. Three things, actually. Go First on. of all, I love when they say fresh wrestler. <laughs> oh, it's just out of the package. A fresh a little, new wrestler. A little freshler. <laughs> yeah, a little freshler. Uh, secondly, don't you think that's why they brought Finn Balor back into NXT? Yeah, that's definitely another reason as well. Like, you know, they were they he was clearly wasted on the yeah. Raw and SmackDown. So they and were I just think... like, we'll bring him back to NXT. We'll get a bit of that. Like, he's got a, at least enough sort of uh, kudos on the main yeah, roster I think to so come too. back and bring, hopefully bring new people with him. Yeah. But that's what they're going to be doing the whole time with NXT. Uh, Rob Siri asks, Hi, Ollie and the team. First off, I just want, I just became a patron and I wanted to say a massive thanks for all the hard work you guys do. Thank you. I firmly embedded WrestleTalk in my daily videos just because I love all the insight. Question. Yay. This says, question me do. <laughs> at this point what would it take to get Vince McMahon to step down from the head of WWE is he a lifer or would bad ratings force him to be accountable to shareholders thanks for all the great vids Rob that's XFL? a super <laughs> I've been to an XFL game thank you never an NFL only to an XFL game Ooh. and I know what the hell is going on well so XFL is the big project that's starting <laughs> is that 2021 2020, 2020 that's mm. starting so like he's that, a busy boy there was the Talk of that dividing his attention, but also uh, that was partly why you would imagine Heyman and Bischoff were originally brought in mm-hmm. uh, to WWE was to take some of that burden off Vince and maybe he could start trusting somebody else to do the yeah. shows. It hasn't gone so well. Not, not necessarily <laughs> happened. But then, I, but then also now Triple H has uh, put on that SmackDown show mm-hmm. um, while everyone was stuck in Saudi Arabia. So there's definitely, and that was one of the most well-received SmackDowns, probably the most well-received since the starting on Fox, but one of the most well-received probably for the whole year as mm-hmm. well. So there is that, uh, you know, th- there is at least proof there for him to go like, well, you can just trust it to this guy. You can, yeah. So I think he's known that for years. He's known I think- that for years. I think he's just, I think it's probably that he just enjoys it. I think he, I've been backstage and seen how happy he is. I think he genuinely enjoys it. Mm. I think he just loves it and it's his whole life's work. And like, why on earth would you, you know, not be there? I think baby. he wants to be there. Yeah, I think he wants to be there as much as he can and, and oversee it. I, I don't see him being as big of a crazy, tyrannical mess that people make him out to be. He always seems like a happy dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just very, I think he's probably just, it's one of those things of like, you don't want to rock the boat too much, do you? I like, think it's just had like a, Le Mans. Had, they, had a, they had a lot of success mm-hmm. uh, doing what they do, and Vince made all of his money and all of his name off mm-hmm. doing it. So in your head, you're like, well, I don't want to let go. 
Yeah. Because that's when it might all go down the pan. If you relinquish control of something that you've made, it's kind of like they say, you know, who's going to do it better than you? I, even my, my own aspect of certain things that I do, I want to be able to edit the, my own videos and edit the photos and make everything the way I want it because I'm a perfectionist. And I think that Vince McMahon is like that for sure. But we just reviewed uh, Le Mans 66, which was amazing. And we were saying there's a scene uh, where, not to spoil anything, where the Henry Ford is the guy at the top and he has, he's been given a folder and they talk about how the folder's probably been through 22 different people's hands before it gets to him. I think that's so true with, with Vince McMahon and, and in Impact Wrestling's case with the Dixie Carter or whoever else that was more qualified. I think that it's something to think about that they have to go through a million people before the final decision comes to them and they might not be totally all the way informed. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot to, especially with all the different brands they have nowadays, there's a lot to oversee, which is why, thank goodness, he has Triple H to, you know, be at the helm of NXT especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sawyer asks, this is the final uh, mailbag question, then we'll move on to Super Chats. Guys. Mailbag. So Sawyer says, I love AEW, but there's only one thing so far that's been somewhat nagging me. I can't help oh. but feel like AEW is overusing the hardcore match style gimmicks. No DQ matches, street fights, and even the unsanctioned match. Don't get me wrong, these have all been pretty awesome so far, but they've been used so frequently in the company's brief lifespan just on TV alone. Granted, AEW have done a, a decent job of telling the story justifications for these matches, but I feel there's a risk of making them feel less special, especially the lights out gimmick. What do you guys think? Am I just being an old man? I don't think so at all, Sawyer. I am totally on your side with that. I think it loses its uh, specialness. And I think it's interesting, and I was very confused by when AEW did press conferences um, when they were creating AEW, and they kept mentioning and and being very adamant that they were going to be very family friendly. Mm. Well, that ain't family friendly, y'all. I watching that that with children. So I would say that uh, the reason they're doing these matches is because, as a fledgling company, they're playing into the strengths of the wrestlers, right? Mm. So that they are the the wrestlers in these matches are all known hardcore wrestlers. Like you've got Jimmy Havoc, you've got Joey Janela, you've got John Moxley. You you want to put them in matches in which they uh, they do what they do best, Mm -hmm. and also the matches that fans who, when you're saying John Moxley is all elite and that's this really big bit of news, fans are going to immediately imagine seeing John Moxley going back to matches with barbed wire baseball he bats was that and all dude, of that kind of Kentucky, stuff. Like, yep. So people want to see that from him. However, I also completely agree on the front of you don't want to overuse these things. You need to be very careful about where you deploy them and make sure that the story justifies it because right. otherwise you end up in a situation um, like Hell in a Cell. Uh, there was a really good video that Brian Joyce did for us on WrestleTalk. It was one of the weekend videos about the history of Hell in a Cell. And he made mm. a, the brilliant point of like, the booking of the uh, Shawn Michaels-Undertaker Hell in a Cell match is that Shawn Michaels is trapped in a cell with a monster. And Shawn Michaels wants to escape. And they end up on the top of the cage because Shawn Michaels thinks that's the only way to get away. Mm-hmm. And that's where they end up, up. That's how they get up there. And that's how you get oh all the God, spots up there. But the, 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 the psychology of that makes so much perfect sense. Whereas when you start to do a yearly pay-per-view for Hell in a Cell, right. the justification just becomes, well, it's that time of year. <laughs> There's a cell. Season. Somebody's got to like, use this thing. So yeah. you, you, you want to you know, you you sure, you you make sure that we kind of always build those matches to make sense. So like now everyone just climbs the cell for no reason. Yeah. Like people just go up the cell because that's what you do in a Hell in a Cell match. And it's not because they're running away or there's any reason That's to. so true. And that is that same logic needs to apply to these hardcore matches. Why are the guys having hardcore matches? Why are they having DQs? And like, like um, Sawyer said, AEW's done a very good job of so far making the story make sense. But mm-hmm. when we start to move those wrestlers outside of their comfort zones, yeah. maybe like, because the, the pairings have been like Janela and Havoc. A couple of times and Moxley and Kenny Omega and things like that. So like these 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 feel like kind of there's like big matches on one side and there's hardcore wrestlers having hardcore matches on the other side. So it's when these hardcore guys move into the wider pool of people and start having these crazy matches. Yeah. That you need to start thinking about why. It, that's the question. Why? It, it, take, it takes yeah. it takes even more to sell that in then because it's not like just like why would some other guy be like well why would I have a hardcore match with Jimmy Havoc? Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, but th- this is kind of going back to the soap opera aspect of it. Is uh, what got me into it was the storylines, and I thought, well, why is this person mad at the other person? When I didn't want to watch wrestling when I was younger, and my friends were wa- my sister and her friend were watching it, I remember saying, oh, it's for boys, and I don't like it's stupid. But then I got into why things were happening. Mm. Why did they not like that girl, Stephanie McMahon, who is you know why is she so bratty? What's she mad about? And the, and why is this pretty person wanting revenge on the other person? It's the why it was happening, not just mm. because it was happening for the sake of happening. But yeah, and I think if you are John Moxley, I sort of understand having seen a few of his things before WWE that he's sort of scratching that itch he's trying to make it known like listen I'm John Moxley I'm not Dean Ambrose this is what I do this is what I do best and he wants to do it on this grand scale of AEW but like he said you got to make sure it's not going to get watered down and we want to know why it's happening and, and there needs to be a, a solid reason mm-hmm Right, well, now it's time for some su- su- super chats. Chopper, Pete, super chat furnished me Ooh. A, a, a whole laptop. Speaking of men with facial hair, I'm now keeping. Uh, so let's talk about su- su- super chats. Uh, Al Terrego says, "How come SoCal Val isn't part of SCU?" I get asked this a lot, <laughs> and I'm so glad that you that you uh, asked because I can say it once and for all. I'm what they call geographically undesirable. So I live in a place <laughs> called England. And I have also not, not lived in uh, SoCal. I think I lived there, what, like two or three years collectively? So spo- this stays between us, right? Spoiler. Spoiler alert. I'm not really from Southern California. I found out yesterday your name's not even that. I know. So people are just shocked Out- by all of this. Like outrageous. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things that it does make sense in the sense that I am SoCal Val. But – these guys are actually from SoCal, and they're very adamant about that. And put it in very blunt terms, I ain't flying to wherever they're flying every week for wrestling. No, that's it. I'm in England. I'm geographically undesirable, but I love SCU, and I've known Frankie Daniels and Sky since like my first shows ever. Into Frankie was on my first show ever in 2002. Sky and Daniels were like on my all the other ones after that too. Like these are my old school buddies. Christopher Daniels is Simon's favorite wrestler. Uh, he's wrestler. he's one of the best wrestlers I've he's ever. He's amazing. Yeah, ever. We saw him at like a random show in Clapham recently. And, he was, he was and I just, bet he just he performed just as in, if it was me. Yeah, he just did it. Like, he was crazy. He's crazy. So he's, a, he's a guy that I know him so, so well. And Samoa Joe's like this too. They're some of the only people that when they come out, I don't feel like it's them. They're so believable in their character. It's, it's frightening. They're very, they're, I think it's because they're good actors. Is Samoa Joe a lovely man? He, Is he just a lovely man? I call him Joe man? Bear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exclusive too and you can't tell anybody. Hey, Joe Bear. <laughs> There you go. I love him. Mundy says, oh my goodness, look at that good looking face sitting there. Hello to you also, so <laughs> Lol, JK, you're gorgeous, Val. Love you all. Thanks, and cheers, man. Mates. Thanks, Mundy. Oh, that's so nice. Trenton Brown, Val is Mundy. adorable. She brings such positive energy. <laughs> I'm drunk. It's fine. <laughs> It's the wine. Yeah, no, I'm you're kidding. Cleaning up on the, you're cleaning up on the super chats here, Val. That's nice. Uh, you deleted all the bad stuff, energy. I hope. James Williams says, Val, I love you. Was so happy when I saw you on. It's lovely to have Val in. That's so nice. Thank you. You know what? I have to say, um, looking at social media as much as I do and, you know, message boards and Twitter and Instagram, and I, I always try to engage with everything. So I really do see all this, the stuff that's said. Um, and honestly, like, I've been so overwhelmed and surprised at how nice all of the comments have been. Like, people are really cool. For Russell Talk, so thank you, all the Russell Talk fans and Screen Stalker fans. Unless they're just nice. trying to butter oh, me great. up, oh, yeah, those, they're lovely. We'll, do, we'll go back. We'll take that again. Pointing again. Boom. Uh, James Bryan clearing up a little uh, question of ours from earlier. Okay. Candy flipping is when you are high on both LSD and ecstasy. James, how would you know? Who have how you been hanging you, around how with? How do you know that? That James, is filth. You naughty. Boy. That's filth. Uh, drag and strip farm. How does it work? <laughs> yeah. How, so where do I get some other? Can you get me some? I'm candy Who flipping so I, hard right I now, man. The, I got off the train this morning at uh, Hackney Wick, <laughs> and there's a guy outside the station. This is 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh-oh. He's like, want some weed? I was no! Like, a bit early for that, my friend. It's so weird that you say that. I swear to goodness, true story. Yesterday, my husband said he got off the train, and someone literally showed him a handful of crack. A handful of crack. Showed it, I was like... It's different because you normally get like a little, you get a glimpse of crack. And he said like it was a, a handful. Hand, a handful of crack. Yeah, he got a great deal. No, I'm kidding. I was just like, and he, he said like there were cops not that far away. He's like, yeah, he literally just said something to him. He couldn't understand him and showed him a handful of crack. So I don't know whether it was this 
but when I went to Lisbon recently, mm. uh, every five minutes I got offered cocaine. Really? Like every five minutes. You know what? In the Bahamas, they kept offering my husband weed and other drugs and nothing for me. And I'm like, I don't look like I'm cool. Like, what's guy. up with me? Hipster. And maybe it's nonsense. all the bows I wear. They're like, oh, she's going to, she's a, she's a narc. She'll tell on us. <laughs> Which I totally would because that's yeah. not nice and drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. Do you want some cocaine? Wait, sorry. I should have just checked. <laughs> You're not cops, right? You guys aren't cops. You're not cops, right? Yeah. Uh, Dragstrip Farm says, I support WrestleTalk. Will you guys support me back? Love the vids, guys. We support you back. We support you like a little baby. Oh, Nate Drop Surname says, Val sounds like the Eminem song <laughs> Stand There, lol. I'm not sure what point this was about, but... About Jeff Hardy. About Jeff Hardy. It's a little bit stalkery. Oh, oh that's correct. Your biggest fan. Yeah. Me, Val. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's a fan. I'm really waiting outside for an autograph, and then I tell him about it later, and I got my heart broken. Yeah, oh, that's a fan. It's terribly sad. This, this is the thing about me. I don't care. I'm a Mizark, and I'm proud of it. We're all Marks. That's why we got into wrestling, brother. Caleb Maldonado says, what do you think of all the sword slash shield leaks, which is a Pokemon reference? I, Chopper Pete, Chopper's, Chopper's doing this and going la 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 off screen. I have seen the Pokemon that have been leaked. How uh, was this? They were good. They were, they were, they were, they, they, I think it's. They were as good as Wooloo. Wooloo. I think they're, uh, they're really cool. And I just looked at them once and thought. I'll try and forget them by the time the game comes mm. out. So I haven't looked up anything else about it, but I'm pretty excited for it because it comes out next week on so you've, Friday. You've experienced a pokey leak before. I've experienced a pokey leak. I'm very sorry to hear that. That's, well, you know, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm on tablets now. Okay, that's so, good. And the stitches will come out next week. Oh, yay! Oh, it's really good to get over that. I hate a pokey leak. Uh, uh, Rex Joseph Calmarin <laughs> just says a super chat, but no message. Thank you very much. Scott Woodford says, SoCal is beautiful and met you on the Jericho cruise. <gasps> you did! I loved the Jericho cruise. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even know what part was my favorite. I, at the end of it, I was ring announcing in a hot dog costume because it was Halloween. And I literally said, and the wiener is. You know my favorite part of the whole thing? I put the <laughs> costume the on, didn't tell anybody. And uh, I put it on and like I had to kind of come back to the ring like without anyone seeing me. So I don't know why I developed this weird walk in the hot dog costume. So I just saw people like silently watching me try to sneak back to the ring. And this tiger hidden wiener. And it was the, f it popped me so huge. And then backstage I go, yeah, I'm a Jericho. You know, I said to Jericho, I, I told you I'd wear a costume. And he goes, why did you draw a mustache on? You're a hot dog. And I was like. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> he was like, okay, Val. <laughs> like, whatever. Perfect stuff. Okay, yeah. Val. I'm like, I'm a Mexican hot dog. I don't know. I had like a big twirly. I'll show you guys a picture. It's great. So Val, have you got any exciting events that you're going to coming up? You know what? I just announced on the interwebs yesterday mm -hmm. to all the internet people that I'm going to Dusseldorf, yeah? Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Oh, just, you know, no big deal. Just doing a meet and greet and Q&A with Kane and, oh, you know, The Undertaker. My God. I know. That's going to be a... You know he's alive? A non-chatty debate. Uh, like I'm a, yeah, terrified. The Q&A is like... Uh, how would you like people to rest? Oh, my God. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he doesn't speak much. I was telling you that I've only seen him uh, a few times. I've seen him, obviously, perform and whatever in WrestleManias. But I saw him backstage at a WrestleMania a few years ago, and he was in a golf cart. I thought that was real funny because he's a very large man and just looks strange. Um, I think that was Dallas or San Jose. And, yeah, I've, I've never just had the opportunity to say hello or talk to him. I've heard mm. nothing but great stories from the guys. Um, Kane, I've said hello to. He's very nice. But it'll be interesting because I can't, you know, most of these legendary wrestlers I've either, either met or I know. And there's a certain rapport that you have with them. But these guys, it's going to be a whole new kit and caboodle. Mm. Who would, uh, like, who you haven't met, oh. right, would you be most afraid to meet? Probably The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, who, who do you think, like, say more like a sort of starstruck kind of thing? Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I've never met Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been maybe at a mania where he was sort of around, but I've never even, like, been in close vicinity to him ever. The Rock even was around me at a WrestleMania party, but I didn't say hello. But, and I, th I just think The Rock's more approachable, so it would be cool. It'd be like, wow. He's very smiley, The Rock. Yeah, and I think he'd put like you really at ease, nice Stone Cold. Guy. I think I would be like, oh my God. Yeah. What am I going to do or say or where? Because, like, Stone Cold does a lot of, like, podcasting, a lot of video, like, a lot yeah. of TV shows and all that kind of stuff, and, and comes across as a very nice man. Yeah. But he still maintains... That sort of air of like, oh no, he's a legit badass. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't want. Like, I wouldn't want to embarrass myself in front of Stone Cold. Right. And that's I think because I just don't think I'll ever live it down. I think no. I'd have to commit seppuku or something to like make up for it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> is he just he just seems like an intimidating guy. I don't think he's a he's 
I've heard he's very nice and all the guys always say he's nice, but I'd love to get to know him and actually see him like smile and stuff. I'll say the same thing with Triple H. I've met Triple H. I don't think I've ever seen the man even remotely smile. Yeah. Ever. Mm. He looks very... He's always his character. Stoic and, and like he just looks angry what do you think what do you think the ideal circumstances what do you think would make stone cold smile i think like, i think it would just be a f- amount of time i think if i was around him and had to talk to him think, for about 10 minutes yeah that i'd say I something think, stupid and he'd be like oh i think i would take stone cold out at the broken skull ranch mm. on horseback and we'd ride into the sunset oh, no. and we'd share an ipa as we watch the sun go down and that would just bring maybe not even a tear like maybe not even a smile sorry like just like that singular Little droplet of happiness that comes like, forms AF. in the corner of your eye. It's not even yeah. romantic. It's just like bro, like bro back mountain. It's just. It is that to me sounds terrifying because nice it time. sounds quiet and like serious. I would need it to be like we're at a bar or like he's you know we're, something funny has happened around us. Like I couldn't have it be like just us and it's quiet and we're on a horseback ride. I wouldn't That's say scary. anything to him. I think I would just I would just, just gaze upon him. Sort of share the magic of the moment. Oh. Not even looking at. Have each you other. met him? No. Or seen him? No. I've seen him at shows. I, I actually. I'm alive. I'm alive, Val. I've clearly not met Stone yeah. Cold. I yeah, die the, of palpitations. Yeah. Met Stone Cold. He's just too much. Like he's to me kind of like the ultimate. But um, at one one show when I was about I don't know 13 or 14, you know he does the beer and he he takes a swig of it and he throws it in the crowd. I have one of his beer cans. I took Whoa. it home with me. Yeah. It's and still I, under my bed. Now everyone could just get his beer cans. He's just giving them out for free. I know. Well, it was like a, it was you a could pay Budweiser. For them he, he makes it as like yeah. a beer. But no, he drank out of this one. He's got. Oh, I got. I got. got spit. I got stone cold it. saliva. Stone cold. It saliva. sounds a lot weirder when I say it out loud and that it's under my bed. It really is at my mom's house. I still have it. I have a whole box of wrestling memorabilia. There's that. There's um, Tori Wilson posters. There's uh, the little tiny wrestling buddy um, action figures that were really short and chubby. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm still so I'm still grossed out about you keeping Stone Cold Saliva. I'm keeping it forever. On that really horrible gross note, that mm. is all we got time for. Thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna it. Goodbye. <laughs>